I'm full of joy. Because I've been chosen to proclaim to you the Jubilee. I want to say to you all this morning, be set free. That is the burden of this time this morning. The title says, Receiving the Forgiveness of Sins. But the reason we need to be to receive the forgiveness of sins is so that we would be set free to enjoy the Lord. Now, I'd also like to declare, and this is also why I'm joyful, that God has forgiven us of all our sins. When our dear Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, for the sins of the whole world, past, present, and future, for your sins, for my sins, our redemption was accomplished fully. It is finished. God has forgiven man. And this forgiveness is found in the blood of Jesus Christ that flowed forth from him and is eternally efficacious, working right now so that we can enjoy the Lord. However, big however, we, man, you, and I, we need to receive the forgiveness of sins. As long as our sins are present in our midst, on our conscience, in God's record, we will never experience true freedom. No freedom. We will be bound by our sins. The jubilee that we're just beginning to taste is being held back. Have we really gotten beside ourselves yet? Consider yourself. What is holding you back? It's your sins. Now, before I continue... I want to backtrack a little bit. In the first message, our prayer was what? Lord, open our eyes. And in the second message, we see that the Lord's appearing brings God's light. And that light transfers us out of the authority of Satan and darkness to God. Isn't that wonderful? We see something of Jesus. Do you love his appearing? Has he been appearing to you in this training so far? Amen. Have you seen something of his being? Amen. But light also shows us something else. It shows us who we are. It shows us our sins. And when that happens, if you don't know how to receive the forgiveness of sins. You are condemned. You are robbed of all your enjoyment of Christ. 
and it opens room for Satan's accusation to keep you far away from God and far away from your possession. Now, I want to also say that when you go to college, is anyone here uh, going to be a freshman in the fall? Raise your hand. Oh, higher. You're so shy. Get, come on. I'm the one standing up here. Okay, wonderful. Okay, you. what university are you going to? Who raised their hand over here? Someone over here. Raise your hand again. You, yeah. What university are you going to? Sacramento State? <laughs> That's what you think. You're going actually to No God University. Yeah. They haven't told you yet in your curriculum or in your major, but there's this particular, what's your major? Okay, your major is nursing with a particular emphasis in atheism. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? Welcome to college. (laughs) On every campus, No God. There's a, a, a pernicious agenda on, in, in our education system. And that's first to remove God. And this is very important. Because once you remove God, what do you live by? There needs to be some kind of standard, right? And so there's a, a satanic philosophy that accompanies this. Because if not, people would probably just kill each other. And that's called moral relativism. Have you heard of this? Basically, it means you can do whatever you want. As long as it makes you happy and it doesn't hurt someone else too much. But if it makes them unhappy, that's their problem. But as long as it doesn't hurt them too much, you're allowed to do whatever you want to do. There is no sin. Sin. That word, that concept, that truth, it's real. Is being eradicated from our dictionary. And I, I want to bring it back here and now. There are sins. Well, at first, there is a God. <laughs> and you know what? This God is love, He's light, He's holiness, He's righteousness. And guess what? He has laws. And these laws are an expression of his person, of his authority, and of his very nature. But if you take away and any, anything that contradicts that law, that's a sin. Sin is lawlessness. Doing what you think is right in your own eyes, that's lawlessness. Any other moral standard, but God Himself is a sin. Anything but living Christ is a sin. That's God's standard. Okay. Well, good news. We can receive the forgiveness of sins. Okay, let's jump into the outline. And uh, I touched point one there, so we're going to go to point two. Okay, before we do, I want to give you four words. And it corresponds to the next four points. The first one is forgiveness, because we really don't know what forgiveness is. 
The way man forgives, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about God's forgiveness. Okay, secondly, we need to see the blood of Jesus. We need to see its preciousness and its power. Third, we need to see the way to receive forgiveness of sins. Do you want the way? That's the key to unlock the jubilee. Well, there's a way for unbelievers, and there's a way for believers. And then lastly, take this word, thorough. We need a thorough, thorough receiving of the forgiveness of sins. I I want you not to settle for a partial, wimpy jubilee. I want you to have the fullest experience of the jubilee. Because I know that's what God wants for you. Okay, let's begin. Let's read Roman numeral 2 together. Forgiveness of sins is the base of all the blessings of the New Testament Jubilee. It is the initial and basic blessing of God's full salvation. This is where it all starts. Okay, A, I'll read to you. Forgiveness means that we are not condemned by God. God blots out our sinful record. And I'm burdened to read some of these verses to you, so be at peace. John 3, 18. He who believes into him is not condemned. But he who does not believe has been condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John 5, 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, He who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Okay, there was a word here. God blots out our sinful record. Record. This touched me very much as I came to the Lord. There is a record of everything. Does anyone here have college debt yet? That? That's it? Ah, don't sin right now. Come on. We've got to be honest. Okay. Okay. Well, there's a record. Uh, if it's a government matter, there's a government record. If it's a bank matter, there's a bank record. If it's good old parents, they remember... They have a record, and they will make sure to call you on that. Okay. Has anyone here ever posted anything online? Raise your hand. Social media. That record, once it's out there, it's there. There is a record of everything you've ever posted. And I want to say here, There is a record of all our sins. There is a record of all our sins. Everything that you've ever done has been recorded. All your sins have been recorded. Everyone. All the things you've said. There is a record. And... One day, this record will be made known. Everything you've said, 
Maybe even about the person next to you. Yeah. There's also a record of every thought you've ever had. Maurice, would you like us to display your record here in front of everyone? Every thought you've ever had? Benji, want to back him up? About every feeling. Sisters, every feeling. Towards your parents. Towards the other sisters that you might live with. Every feeling is recorded. Towards God. You know those complaints? He heard them. But more so, he, he felt your feelings. He knows it. How about every decision? Brothers, how about every time we go online and the Lord's saying, okay, that's enough. And you go, I'm not done. <laughs> go away, God. You know. Oh, you know. Can't even look at me. There's a record, but I'm not here to just put this record in front of your face. I'm here to announce the Jubilee. <laughs> but we have to be clear, there's a record, and God, God's forgiveness blots out that record. That means I put it up here, and there's nothing to see but your enjoyment of Jesus. That's God's forgiveness. Okay. Forgiveness means God sends away from us the sins we have committed. Oh, it gets better. Not only does he blot it out, he sends it away. I'm in danger already of going way over time. Oh, Lord. John 1.29. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Psalm 103.12, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. How far is the east from the west? Infinity. And, and, and don't get bound by gravity. It doesn't loop back. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. When God forgives you, he sends your sins so far away, as far as the east is from the west. But I also have something even better. I know where they go. Do you know where they go? Yeah, I heard some of you. Well, in Leviticus 16, there's a story, or there's some typology. And... What they had to do uh, is they had to present two offerings. So uh, let me get two brothers. Come on up. You two. Daniel and I can't see your name. Get up here. Okay. So you are two goats. Okay. And you're presented to the high goats. Uh, you're presented to the high priest. And there was a lot cast. And one was for God. And one was for Azazel. 
Yeah. Hi, Azazel. Okay. The one for God represents Jesus Christ. And what they would do is they would put their hands on this one. And all the sins of the people of Israel, all God's people, would be transferred to this goat. Okay? And then this one, as a sin offering for all of God's people, was sacrificed. <laughs> this is our Jesus. I was touched so much how much God loves us to offer up Christ Jesus. He put all our sins on him. He, and he hung him on a tree. I wish I had a tree. Too sad. But our dear Lord Jesus, God incarnate, sinless, perfect, He died on the cross for your sins, for my sins, for all the sins of the world. And He was slain and He was offered up to God till God was fully satisfied. But that's not where it ends. That's what caused our sins to be removed from us, that's what takes away our sins. However, our sins got transferred. Hi. Hello. Azazel represents Satan. You're Satan. (laughs) Forgive me, brother. Satan is the source of all sins, of all sin. And so God takes our sins, our sin, every sin we committed, not only puts it on Christ, but through that death on the cross, those sins get transferred back to the source. And in the story, they would take this goat and send it out to the wilderness. They would send it out to the wilderness. And you know what that wilderness represents? It represents the lake of fire. Satan... And my sins are going to the lake of fire. I need an usher. Take Satan away. Yeah. All our sins are on you, devil. He did it. Praise the Lord. Where are your sins? They're in the lake of fire with Satan. That's a full redemption. That's real forgiveness. That's God's forgiveness. No one can forgive you like that. Please let that brother come back. Thank you. Thank you. You're not Satan anymore. You've been redeemed. (laughs) Forgiveness, see, results in God forgetting our sins. Once he forgave us, he removes our sins from his memory, never to remember them again. Jeremiah 31, 34, I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. Take this word and mingle it with faith. 
When God forgives, he forgets. You still remember your sins because we're not God. But God forgets. Do you love God? What a jubilee. What a jubilee. Okay, let's continue. The basis of our forgiveness is the blood of the Lord Jesus. It is the means by which our sins are forgiven. Apart from the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Hebrews 9.22 Without shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1.7 In whom we have redemption through His blood. Hallelujah for His blood. The forgiveness of offenses according to the riches of his grace. God's righteousness demands that whoever sins must die. Have you sinned? Then you must die. Ezekiel 18.4 The soul who sins, he shall die. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death. Can you pay this? And you don't, and you don't have to. Christ Jesus paid this price for us. We'll go to 55, right? Okay. B. The Lord Jesus, according to God's righteousness, died and shed his blood on the cross. To satisfy God's righteous requirement, enabling God to forgive our sins justly and legally according to his righteousness. Matthew 26, 28. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is being poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. I just want you to know that his blood is the most precious blood in the universe. There's nothing more precious than this blood. Not only precious to us, woo, but precious to God. You know, this is how God forgives. Instead of seeing your sinful record, instead of remembering anything, you know what he sees? He sees the blood of Jesus. When he looks at you, that's what he sees. Now, I know. We don't see the blood, right? With our eyes. But he sees the blood. In Hebrews 9.23, right? It says that his blood was sprinkled in heaven. When the Lord resurrected and ascended, he took his blood with him and he sprinkled it in heaven. So maybe we can't see it, but God in heaven, he can see the blood. That's all he sees when he looks at us. He sees his precious blood covering every one of our sins. 
you know what? That blood's there speaking for us. And that's found in uh, Hebrews 12.24. It's speaking better things than the blood of Abel. It's speaking against every accusation from Satan. He's up there every day accusing the brothers day and night. And you know what? The blood is saying no. Daniel's justified. Daniel's been redeemed. Daniel's been reconciled to God. What sin? What sin? I don't know what you're talking about. The blood is speaking for you. How precious. How precious. It's before God continually. He will receive any one of us at any time through this precious blood. And you know what? We can see the blood if we would only get into our spirit. It's right there. It's right there in our spirit. We just need to come in, and, he, and we will come right into God's presence. Okay. Um, C. Guilt is the stain of sins on our conscience. The blood of Christ is powerful enough to purge or cleanse our conscience from every guilty stain. Hebrews 9.14, How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? You know, when we sin, there's a stain that comes upon our conscience. And just like a, just like, you know, a leaf can block the sun, it blocks us from the presence of God. And it condemns us. It says, no, you can't enjoy the Lord. Remember what you did? And you know what? At that point, oh, we're just, we're just struggling. We can't t- taste ecstasy. We can't hear God. We can't enjoy God. But you know what? That blood is powerful. Powerful. In fact, it's the only thing in the universe that can cleanse your conscience. Not the strongest acid. Not an atomic bomb can dislodge the stain of sin from your conscience. Only the powerful blood of Jesus. I I want you to experience this kind of forgiveness. I have so much more on all these points, but the Lord is moving on. So we need to see the way. Hallelujah for the way. To receive forgiveness of sins. The way for a sinner to obtain forgiveness is to repent and believe. A sinner must repent to change his mind, to turn back to God from being away from him. Isaiah 55, 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evildoer his thoughts and let him return to Jehovah and he will have compassion on him and to our God for he will pardon abundantly. We need to repent. Acts 5.31, this one God has exalted to his right hand as a leader and savior 
to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Okay, the next point, um, I'll get to that. But point B is related to the believers. And so this one is related to people who uh, don't have the Lord Jesus. Can I ask a quick question? Is there anyone here who does not have the Lord Jesus? Okay, wonderful. So maybe you go, oh, this word isn't for me. No, 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 no. It says he's the leader, and leader means that he's arranging everything in the universe so that all men could advance unto repentance. He wants to give this gift of repentance to all men. And you know how he does that? He puts sinners next to you in class. He puts everyone in your life. He put them there. It's not an accident. It's from the throne of God. And he gives you the jubilee in this training so that you would live in it, that you would enjoy the forgiveness of sins. And you would be there as a testimony And when they see your living, they get the gift of repentance. It's not just falling from the sky. God has arranged it. And all his chosen ones will repent. That's what he's waiting for. And that's why you're going to college. To be there, to meet them with the jubilee. A sinner must also believe. That is to receive forgiveness from God by faith, right? Acts 10.43, everyone who believes into him will receive forgiveness of sins. I don't care what that person next to you looks like in class. Just say, hi, my name is? What's your name? Nice to meet you. (laughs) No, you laugh. But some of you have been in college for how long? Four years? Five? Six? You've been missing it. You've been missing it. So many opportunities to bring sinners to God, to enjoy this forgiveness of sins. No, that's why you're on the campus. It's not just for nursing, sister. It's not just for nursing. You're going to meet one of these chosen ones and lead them to repent and believe. Okay. B, the way for a believer to obtain forgiveness is to confess. Hallelujah. Now this is, who's a believer? Two hands. Raise them high. Praise the Lord. Okay. Yeah, we're believers. And there's a way for you to receive the forgiveness of sins. Because it's not a one-time affair. Have you stopped sinning since you got saved? Okay, raise your hand if you stopped sinning since the day you got regenerated. Oh, someone's scratching their head. That doesn't, that doesn't count. Okay, so none of us. Now, that's good. That's really good. Even though we do have the divine life in our spirit, we still have this flesh, and this flesh, as long as we have it, is a sin factory. It just produces sins. 
So when we get away from our spirit, even for a little bit, guess what happens? Pop, 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 pop. We produce sins. So does God expect you to be perfect and never sin again while you have the flesh? Do you think he's like that? You already know the answer. No. You know what he expects? He, he expects us to be honest with him and say, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I thought that. I'm sorry, Lord. That's what he expects. And guess what? All that love that was embodied in him on that cross, all that blood as it poured out for you, just gets applied to the deepest part of your being. And you get to enjoy God. Nothing, nothing should separate us from God. Nothing can separate us from God and from the full experience of the Jubilee with all the enjoyment of the all-inclusive Christ. But we need to receive this forgiveness of sins. We have sins. We committed sins today. Okay, I'm going to expose one that I think is very common right now in this training. We don't love the Word of God. That is a sin. That's to not love God. That's, not, that's to not love his speaking. I've seen the tests. I've seen the tests. We brothers know when someone's loving the word of God. It's not there. It's not there. I think all of us need to take some time. You know, even while our brother was sharing, the last, our two brothers, is your love for God's word the same as theirs? I mean, don't you feel a little short? You all stone cold facing me right now? Don't you feel a little short? Yeah, okay, me too. But you know what? I confess my sins. <laughs> we need to go to the Lord. And this isn't just a one-time thing. We need to go to the Lord continually, continually, moment by moment, and receive a full cleansing, receive forgiveness of sins. Oh, Lord Jesus, we love you. Forgive us, Lord. Our sins are forgiven. Receive forgiveness of sins. Confess. It doesn't matter how big. It doesn't matter how small. Just when the light comes, say, yeah. Don't argue. Don't excuse yourself. You'll just stay away from God. And we all know because the joy is not there. The ecstasy is not there. The glory is not there. That's what's been holding us back in this training. That's what's been holding us back in our daily life. We need to receive the forgiveness of sins through our cooperation with God as light by confessing every single sin. Then we will, then we will truly be set free. Do you want to be free? 
Do you want to be free? Amen. Confess your sins. We should not think that once we have been saved, okay, I touched that. Two, God's forgiveness is continuous and we need it moment by moment. Whenever we contact the Lord, we should sense the, that we need his forgiveness. 1 John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from every sin. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is for us to grab onto. I would encourage you to bring this into your morning time. Actually, I don't know if you can wait that long. Maybe today in your rec time, you need to enjoy this kind of recreation. Take some time. Confess your sins. Go thoroughly. I'm almost out of time. Let's all read number five together. Actually, let's just pray it to the Lord, and let's start with Lord, okay? Just with your whole being. Okay, I know because I know, I know how this works a little bit. I was your age once. It's so easy to get distracted. But right now, just forget about everyone, everything, and just turn your heart to the Lord, and let's pray this to the Lord. On the one hand, it's corporately, but on the other hand, let's pray it personally. Lord, grant me a full and thorough forgiveness of all my sins. I want... Amen. Amen. Well, just to conclude, and I think we'll get more help tomorrow. But some of us don't know how to do it, you know? And this thought is, is kind of scary, like, whoa, uh, have sins. But remember, look at the blood. Have faith in the blood. Um, and remember who shed that blood. One of the greatest confessions in the whole Bible is actually in Psalms 51. And David had this massive failure, actually multiple failures. But then the light came through the sharing of a brother, a prophet. And his response is like this. Be gracious to me. Oh, God. You know, just open up. He's a gracious God. Be gracious to me. Oh, God. According to your loving kindness. Not according to my righteousness. Not according to my effort and struggle to be a good Christian but according to your loving kindness, according to the greatness of your compassions. Our God is compassionate. He understands you. Remember, he was a man. He knows. He knows. According to the greatness of your compassions, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and from my sin cleanse me. I would encourage you all to take some time with this 
chapter of the Bible. And before you go home, I hope it would be today, that you would experience a thorough confession of all your sins. When we do this, we will overcome everything that's holding us back. The lack of power in our gospel preaching, the vitality in Christian life, the strength in our church life will all be fully brought into the jubilee if we would just let the Lord forgive us of all our sins. You have to let him. He's done it all, but it's up to you. How do you feel? Do you want to receive the forgiveness of sins? This is the time. Okay, before we give you a chance to speak, now uh, our, our feeling is to give you just a little time to pray together. Uh, sorry, pray alone. And this one, I'm sorry, you probably can't get too audible. Right? Uh, open up to the Lord who is light. And anything he's shining on, anything, just confess with full faith in his precious blood. Amen.